who let them dogs out or who let them dogs out who 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 i tell you what today's episode is called beware of the dogs and we're going to be talking about those 49ers wide receivers why because they're dogs stick around right here on the wayne breezy show we so bright that we shine Everybody, it's your boy Wayne Breezy. It's Monday. You already know we turned up. We turned up. 49ers had a victorious week. All right. The team won. It's all that matters. Doesn't matter if it's preseason or not, even though we were strictly evaluating. Now, listen, before we get this show started, today is a very special day. I see the crew. I see the chat. It's already popping before the show even started. Today is the queen of nitty gritty niners talk the one and only the beautiful vivacious y'all better show some love to miss peachy b crystal peachy b today's her birthday y'all show her some love out there y'all okay do it for me do it for you she holds everybody down she makes sure you know what you need to know when you need to know it so make sure you guys show her some love happy birthday and i tell you what we're gonna start the show off since this is the birthday, one and only birthday, we're going to start the show off. Now, if we got any other birthdays, y'all got to let me know. But I know this birthday. All right. So, uh-uh. Voice is still re- recovering from a long wedding weekend. But we're going to give it a shot. I got to find me a key. Hold up. <clears throat> me, 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 me. That sounds good right there. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Peachy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Peachy. I'm hoping you're enjoying your beautiful morning and afternoon. All right. Any other birthday shout outs? Again, y'all gotta let me know. Send me a DM. Something. I don't I I I don't know. All right. Uh, but listen, great show we got planned for you guys. Uh look, I feel like the San Francisco 49ers have a type when it comes to the wide receiver position. And we realize that if you're going to be a wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, you gotta be a dog. And speaking of dogs, I want to shout out the breezy bunch crew they have been in the building early the one and only miss debbie is here good morning wayne blessings to everyone joining this morning all the bbs remember to hit that like button guys so make sure you hit that like button you can also leave a comment in the comment section don't forget if you're new to the stream feel free to subscribe to the channel shout out to all the new subscribers to the channel we have 185 new subscribers over the past 28 days i want to show y'all some love thank y'all so much for subscribing to the channel i'm glad you're enjoying the content i'm hoping you're enjoying the content but that's why you got to leave a comment because that's the only way we'll know all right we want to make sure that this show is produced for you it's for you it's it's me here doing it but it's for you all right let's go oh my man troy's in the building good morning breeze and family happy birthday to the queen 
Peachy's giving a, giving a shout out on her own day. Good afternoon, Breezy and everyone. Let's have a great show. And one more game left until time to get ready for the 49ers regular season. You have no idea how freaking... Uh, they showing you love too, Joker. What's going on, man? I see you out there. Coach Cruz is in the building. What's going on, baby? What's going on, Mike Ang? Eddie G and the B Dogs in the building. My man, 49er Jeff. Hey, yo, love the. Uh, I, I love what you do, and I got. I want you to be on the show. What, how can I get you on this show, uh, 49er Jeff? How, how can I get you on the show? I know. Listen, I, I want to apologize to you on live air because we met in in Philly. But it was a weird meeting because I was tired as shit. I think I was in the car about to go to sleep. So I, if you don't know me, I'm always on the go. And I'm trying to get sleep in where I could get sleep in. And then he comes up to me and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I felt like it was a, it was a, it was, it wasn't the greeting I wanted to give you. So I do apologize for that, bro. But I hope we get a chance to meet again. Matter of fact, I'll be in Philly again. So hopefully we'll get a chance to meet again. And, and pretty much these other East Coast games, you know what I'm saying? So we, we got plenty of times to meet, but I do apologize, bro, uh, for that. Black Orchid is in the building. What's going on? Uh, she says, happy birthday, Peachy. And hello. All right. So if I missed any members, my apology, but I like to definitely give you guys a shout out you guys are members for a reason niner cali boy with the happy birthday my man colin with the happy birthday i love it don't bother me happy blessed birthday lake city i see you out there family appreciate all the the breezy bunch crew members uh yeah let's get to some 49ers news all right because there's some stuff that's going on now don't here's the latest stuff the 49ers have signed a couple of players all right they signed wide receiver anthony miller all right, and they also signed running back Brian Hill. Now you're probably like, "Damn, why are we signing another running back? Another running back?" Well, well, let me let me let me change the let me change the decibels decibels in my voice decibels excuse me in my voice. Well, what happens is running backs kind of get dinged up. All right, and so uh, Jeremy McNichols ended up with a hamstring injury. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, I see that Marty Mar Forty Nine Air, but I see you, baby. Week one, baby. We'll get back to that. Um, but here, here we go. Um, Brian Hill is going to be the the new addition. Now he did have some time spent with the Niners. I think think back in two thousand twenty one, just like Jeremy McNichols. Interesting how they're bringing back running backs that are familiar with the system i want to make sure you guys are aware of that right they're not bringing in these newbies now they did let some running backs go over this past weekend uh kaylon Leyborn was let go uh you know what i'm saying and they, uh they decided to waive them uh for for you know to sign some other people that they have on the roster uh they let go i believe the other uh undrafted guy in ronald awa a little earlier um uh, uh during this preseason so they are bringing in guys. I thought Jeremy McNichols looked pretty darn good out there. He was definitely a good, nice pace, change of pace back uh, once they put him in there for his sets. And now I think Brian Hill is going to get that role to help the 49ers get through camp. All right. And so, like, the 49ers running backs room is kind of wearing thin. And that's what happens in this particular type of an offense because you got to be able to block. You got to be able to run the ball in between the tackles, and you got to find a way to get your behind outside. They also signed Anthony Miller, and this is probably due to the injury to Danny Gray, which we'll talk about in a second. All right. And so it's it's interesting to see what the 49ers uh, are, are continuing to do. My question is, will 
Anthony Miller, who I like, I think he'll he'll fit well here. Is he a dog? Like, does he fit the dog that the 49ers wide receivers require? Uncle Scott, what's going on, baby? Baby, I I don't know. I I won't know until he's in the uniform and and we kind of test him out. Uh, I feel like there are a couple of wide receivers, the veteran wide receivers. I think we got three vet wide receivers right now, and Anthony Miller would be another one. I feel like those three wide receivers are filling in that dog pound very, very nice. I'm talking about Chris Conley. I'm talking about Willie Sneed the fourth. And I know a lot of people aren't really showing Daz Newsom some love, but Daz Newsom looks pretty damn good in a 49ers uniform. He's number 84 for those that don't know who Daz Newsom is. So make sure you guys pay attention to these guys, especially in this next preseason game. I expect them to get a lot of burn out there after the starters go through their stint. All right. So look, Anthony Miller, Brian Hill. Uh, newest 49ers. I can't wait to see them in the in the red and gold, guys. I can't wait to see them in the red and gold. Since we're talking about news, let's talk about the players that are returning to practice. What's going on, Dina? Like, who's returning to practice? All right, so you didn't see Javon Kinlaw. You haven't seen Drake Jackson, and I know a lot of people are like, where are they? Well, they're recovering from injuries, right? They're returning from injuries, but they do are planning to return to practice this upcoming week so that they can play against the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know why when I say Los San Diego wants to come out, but I listen, they've been San Diego all my life. But the Los Angeles Chargers, who we will be playing in preseason three, uh, week three matchup, all right? George Kittle is returning. Ooh, Elijah Mitchell is coming back. Ooh. Drake Greenlaw's coming back. Ugh, yes, God. Drake Jackson, who I want to see out there. I don't know about you, but I want to see Drake Jackson out there. All right. And Khalil Davis. I want to see, does Khalil Davis take a step up? Because you can see there's some players on that defensive uh, interior that are trending. They're upwards, right? They're going up, right? I'm talking about T.Y. McGill. I'm talking about Marlon Davidson. I'm talking about the interior, right? Like Kevin Givens. Like these guys aren't trying to move out the way for anybody. So Kalia Davis has a hill to climb. Uh, listen, his it, the, the comp was another DJ Jones, okay? The comp was another DJ Jones. Uh, and so we're, we're going to see what happens. Uh, I hope Kalia Davis, you know, gets out there and, and has some good practicing. Uh, but I'm excited, man. Ken Law will be back. I'm most excited for Elijah. Mitchell I kind of I'm kind of biased toward running backs I don't know if you noticed this yet but I really love my running backs now I'm telling you CMC with Elijah Mitchell good gosh and then you got TDP and Jordan Mason battling for like that two three four spot uh I feel like TDP is currently leading the spot but don't count out Jordan Mason I feel like he he can easily take over especially if he's the better run or pass protector as a running back right if he's a better pass protector brandon ben says uh mcnichols was looking i'm telling you bro i don't know how kyle and bobby and 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 uh coach lynn i don't know how those coaches they just know which running backs fit i they they have a system and it took them a minute to build the system and now that the system of the running backs has been built they know exactly which ones to put in. Jeremy McNichols was looking crisp. Bro, he was coming in the game, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Giving me kind of like T. Cole Raw vibes. You know what I'm saying? That veteran in the building. 
Uh, but again, uh, we'll get to the injuries, uh, you know, very quickly. My Listen, I always got to shout out the mentor. Listen, I was with you last night, bro. I hope you had a, a, a great second gig. I'm hoping you're feeling better. I know you got to work tonight, but if you could take one night off, one night only. Timmy Maya, if you could take one night off, this is my mentor, y'all. Take it off, man. Uh, get get healthy because this if y'all thought I was the hardest working man in show business. You guys, I'll try to start going live from from the shows that I, I I'm I'm blessed to be on with Timmy Maya, so you guys can see that this is where Breezy gets it from, right? Like that's that's where I get it from. But this man works like seven days a week eight days a week and i don't even think there's eight days in the week man but timmy we love you man i appreciate you he's a cowboys fan y'all but i tell you what he supports me and he supports the niners because that's me that's what i love about him like he's the only person i know that'd be like all right man i know you got to travel this this year can you do these dates and then i hit him with a last minute okie doke like yo man I, I gotta go to i gotta go to phoenix all right, man. Go on to Phoenix. I know you're doing what you do, but I tell you what, Timmy says that I belong on ESPN. You guys agree? I think if I'm on ESPN, I will bring ESPN back to life. I really do. ESPN, if you're watching, help me resurrect you. I'm telling you. Let's get this show on ESPN. Uh, all right, let's get to Dre Greenlaw's being back. That's a that's a bonus, but I love what we're seeing from our linebackers. I love what we're seeing from our linebackers. George Kittle, I don't even think he needs to practice or play. I don't want Kittle touching the football field, period, until it's until it counts. I mean, I love him. Uh, I'm not saying he's brittle or fragile. He what does he have to prove? I feel like Trent Williams and George Kittle just shouldn't play. I just I I, I they don't need to play. I feel like they're going to be just fine week one when they're ready to go, and it counts against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just my theory. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that. That's just kind of like how I feel. But listen, I tell you what, he's a starter, so he'll be out there this Friday night. I can tell you that. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can tell you that. Look, my man Coach Cruz says nothing is bringing that channel back to life. Oh, man, dang. I first When I first read it, I was just like, Oh, man. But then the way you ended it, the, the cap off, Coach Cruz, my guy. The That was a dope cap off, man. I love you, man. My man Mike Kibb, Travel Bud 710, says, listen, they couldn't handle the pauses. Notice how there's no pauses when I do the Wayne Breezy show. But when Nitty Gritty Niners is on, the pauses come out. Because what had happened is y'all. That's what happens. It's y'all. It's, it, it's y'all. All right. So listen, that's the latest in 49ers news. I know people want news on Nick Bosa, but can we just be stay hopeful about Nick Bosa? Like things are, are going to trend upwards. Like I'm not worried about Nick Bosa signing with the 49ers. I told you my only concern. My, there's only one. There's only a, a small concern, and it shouldn't really be a concern because Nick Bosa is always tip top shape. But it's just when he gets out there and gets hit incidentally like right right when he's not applying the hit he just gets hit by something else by a stray leg or on the sideline it'd be them stupid things that i'd be worried about but i tell you what nick bosa he'll be here not too worried about it there's no news to break on that let's get to the injuries because this is where it's going to get a little crazy, right? So you got Danny Gray with the SC joint, expected to miss a week. Jeremy McNichols, hamstring, few weeks. Kerry Hyder with a shoulder sting uh, to be determined. They're going to try to have him ready to go week one. 
which is only in a couple of weeks. And so with Kiri Hyder uh, Jr. being out, uh, this is, uh, to me, that's a, that's a hit to the depth, to the rotation uh, on the edge, right? Like Kiri Hyder, to me, it's like Nick Bosa, Kiri Hyder, Cleveland Farrell, and then maybe Drake Jackson. I feel like that's the order of the depth chart on the edge. So, like, it's, I would start, I think, I would start Bosa. Maybe Farrell's higher than, than Hyder. I don't know. It, it all comes down to what they're doing. But I do feel like Kiri Hyder Jr. is a pass rusher, and the 49ers are finally getting him back to his natural position opposed to that experiment bullshit they was doing last year, right? I need you on the interior. All right, man, they're going to go play the exterior. Man, he wasn't built for that. But shout out to Kiri Hyder for doing it. And y'all got to show Kiri Hyder some love for the simple fact that he chose the 49ers. He chose the 49ers. He chose as a free agent to re-sign with this team. That should show that this man is about his business. I got to give him a round of applause that he's watching enough. But again, he's dealing with the injury, little hamstring injury. You guys know hamstring injuries are nagging injuries. They happen. And so I, I we, we're hoping he can treat that, get that. I mean, he's dealing with the shoulder stinger. I'm sorry. So we're hoping he can treat that. It's a stinger. He should be good to go. Uh, as far as the hamstring injury, that's the nagging one. So that's the one you got to pay attention to. I didn't have Jeremy McNichols making the roster, but dang, I had him making the practice squad and, and if, if available, being a guy that could come in and fill in. So the, the 49ers wouldn't skip a beat at the running back spot. And so, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. Now, my man Slick forty Slick sixty eight says, "Did you hear? Did I hear right? Yo, did I hear right about Taco Charlie? And what's the IR out for the year? Yeah. So, what happens is, if the players are designated to go to the IR, technically technically they're out for a year. I, I think there's a clause in that, and I could be wrong. Uh, but if you notice, they this would be the third person that they placed defensive player." to be exact that they actually placed on the IR and the, the other two players uh they settled for injury settlements so I'm thinking they're going to do the same thing with Taco Charlton and then find a way after the roster situation happens because I, I, I like they put him on IR but they can settle for an injury settlement so like then he would no longer be under contract they'll pay the, the buy out the contract take the injury settlement money, and then he'll be free. I don't think anybody will pick him up. That's how I look at it. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody would pick him up. You, they didn't. We saw flashes at camp, but you didn't see anything to flash during a game. I think that's by design. Kyle Shanahan does everything by design. Everything. Everything's by design. So I just want to put that out there. I feel like what's going on, Rick. I feel like this is a this is a this is a a a, a move. Um, did they disclose his injury? I don't remember if they even disclosed Taco's injury. Like usually they don't disclose the injury; they just designate them to the IR. Now the reason why they have to do stuff like this uh, is mainly because. The, you know the rules of the IR, right? Once you put, if you put a person on IR before they make the team, they're out for the season. And then if the, after they make the team, then you have those IR spots that you can use, but you can only bring back players a certain amount of time. 
And I don't think you want to use up any of those spots yet. Plus, you got guys like Ray Ray McLeod and those players who I feel like are going to make the roster injured and then placed on the PUP or the IR. So we're going to, there's a lot of a lot of shuffling that they got to do when it comes to that. So Slick, Slick 68, yeah, you're right. He is on the IR. He is out for the year. Um, but I'm curious to know if the 49ers will pick him up and like stash him or do something. I I I don't I don't know. I don't know how they work around that. Uh, but sucks for Taco Charlton because he was having an amazing camp. What a what a great pickup. But I think they got what they needed to get out of him, and now they know he can play on this defense. You know what I'm saying? Niner faithful, I'm with you. You know, he's a Michigan guy. I'm with you, bro. Uh, you know what I mean? But it is, man. That's what it is, man. Listen, those are the injuries. All right. Uh, let's do a quick recap of the game. 21-20, 49ers defeated the Denver Broncos. Uh, and for me, you know, I, I wanted this win. I don't know why I wanted it so bad. Probably because it was a, a, a preseason home game. And I just don't want the 49ers to start losing at home under any circumstances. I don't care if it's preseason, whatever. I just don't want them to lose at home. This year, I'm hoping they continue to be the road warriors that they are, but they play better at home. Like, they defend home. Like, home means everything. And so don't let anybody walk into your house and get a dub. That's that's the way I want the 49ers. I'm hoping they have that mindset. But the 49ers defeated uh, the Denver Broncos 21-20. to It wasn't in high fashion, uh, but what I got out of the game was Trey Lance was out there. End of the game, fourth quarter, led his team to a victory. I mean, that's pretty much how you want to sum it up because I can tell right now I already heard some national media negativum, negative, negativity on Trey Lance already saying how he had a bad game, he's just not it. And I don't understand how the national media can watch the game, which I know that they don't watch. They don't watch the 49er games. They watch the highlights. They put the highlights and they be like, oh, okay. Now, I don't understand how they get that when Trey Lance, you know, went 12 for 18, 173 yards. He had a touchdown pass. This wasn't a questionable touchdown pass. It wasn't questionable. It was a bomb to Cameron Latou. Wide open. Down the middle of the field. Not questionable. Open. Perfect pass. Perfect touchdown. He did have an interception on a screen pass that I thought the offensive line just got obliterated at the at, at the snap. And it was just like, bam, and he just didn't get the ball over the defender who had to raise his hand in the air to tip the ball down. But other than that, he looked good. More decisive. Everything. Now, why does the national media have to continue to paint this bad narrative about Trey Lance? I don't know. But here you go with the stuff. Here you go with everything. Oh, yep, Trey Lance was with the third string and, and the fourth string. Let me just remind you, because I just finished watching the film. There were a couple of starters that start in the, have started in the NFL that were out there as fourth stringers. I'll give you two. They were edge rushers. Randy Gregory, and y'all should know the other one. So they, they, they had some guys out there still trying to get to Trey Lance who to me was just under the rest the whole time. At the end of the day, Trey is going to face negativity for the rest of his life. It doesn't matter. He's going to have to literally find a way to come in the game, win the Super Bowl, and they're still going to critique that. We know and we're okay and we're happy that Brock Purdy is the starter for the San Francisco 49ers because I can tell you right now, Brock Purdy gives the 49ers the best chances of winning. 
They do. He does. He does. I watched it. I watched Brock Purdy come out, and he didn't skip a mother-loving beat. He was on point, highly accurate. I don't care if they were screen passes, dink and dunks, whatever. They were rollouts. It doesn't matter. This was the plays. He had to execute the plays. He executed the plays. He should have went five, been five for five with a touchdown pass to Ross Dwelly. What had happened was he was four for five. <sighs> Never mind. And Ross Dwelly, who was wide open in the end zone, doesn't get the target because there was a particular couple of people, you know, Jalen Moore on the left side. And then my man TDP, I've been vouching for you all season. Like, you can't miss a block you have to pass protect you can't blame Kyle Juszczyk because his job was to take the end and make him make his uh his 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 route to the quarterback a little different which he did it's kind of like a chip so if you got the end coming and, right and he goes up and, and he goes out for the pass he was the outlet for the pass TDP missed both of the defenders both of them actually split the two of them dove hit the ground, and they just was right at Brock. So that, to me, wasn't even on Brock Purdy. And if you want to know why he didn't hit the wide-open Ross Dwelly, it's because he had zero time to readjust to get the ball out. And if he hung that ball out in the air, it probably would have been a pick six. So Brock Purdy played well. I thought Sam Darnold came in and played like Sam Darnold. I don't know about y'all. I'm not expecting much from Sam Darnold. I'm expecting him to go out there and execute. But Trey Lance... He just made, I wouldn't say, I felt like he had a couple of wild plays, right? Like pressure in his face, escapes the pressure, gets to the outside, hits uh, Tay Martin on as a moving target. And to me, Trey Lance's best throw of that evening was the Tay Martin and he dropped it. So at the end of the day, the national media is going to always try to paint their narrative on what they want and they're going to use Trey Lance he's the target and I like what Trey Lance did he came out took all the negative criticism all the constructive criticism all the criticism right I feel like they all negative he took it and he came out this week and made y'all eat y'all words and I'm talking about the national media made the national media eat the words and again drove the team down there and I will tell you this Trey Lance got that ball down there to that goal line nice run by tdp to kind of set everything up right and then all of a sudden they had a minute left and boom they they, they bring in my man jake jake moody comes in the game and shout out to kyle shanahan kyle shanahan gets the shout out because jake moody had already missed an extra point but he had made two field goals prior this would have been the third field goal and probably the most important kick of his life, even though it's a preseason game, because this game was for the, that, that kick was for the win. So a lot of people are still down on Jake Moody because they feel like he's struggling. But let me just remind y'all, Jake Moody, regardless of how great he was in college, he did miss. And on top of that, he is a rookie. And so why do our expectations change depending on the position? Like, no, rookies kind of have to come in on and, and figure stuff out. It's, I know kickers, You, we think because kickers aren't hit, kickers aren't, you know, giving hits. No, there's still a lot and tons of pressure. You got to give the kid time 
to get acclimated. We talked about this last night in the overreaction show to get acclimated to the game. It's a different game. It's a different monster on his shoulder, right? I think the more he kicks, the better and more comfortable he's going to feel. That's just kind of like how I how, how I see that. We got a new member, and we're going to go ahead and shout him out right now. Mike and Kim Dash Travel Bud 710, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man, uh, for becoming a member of the channel. Uh, it says you're a new member, but I felt like you've been a member. You know what I mean? But I appreciate you nonetheless. And, guys, if you want to join the Breezy Bunch crew, just click the join button right there. All right. And so, listen, man, I know a lot of people are, are hard on Moody. But, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna say he's continuing to find ways to get better, right? He, he missed two field goals week one. Came back and hit not one, not two, but three field goals. And so he misses an extra point. Oh, well. I tell you what, he would have redeemed that extra point. He would have redeemed the extra point. I, can I throw Brandon Ayuk under the bus or no? He don't. We don't get it. We're not allowed to throw, throw Brandon Ayuk under the bus. I'm just curious to know because Brandon Ayuk decided to celebrate after the touchdown pass to Cameron Latou and he wants to get on the field. And because of that, they get a 15-yard penalty. And so now if Kyle was going to go for the two-point conversion, he had no choice but to go for the two-point conversion because he was 95 yards away from the damn end zone. So there was no kick that could have made 95 yards. And next thing you know, we, you know, it's what happened. But that, but that's my point. That's my point. Now I see 49er Jeff says, but I'm curious to know, like, why? Like, why Why are we worried? Why are we so worried if this is when he's trying to get out there and get the jitters out? Isn't that what preseason's for? Isn't that what practice is for? You know what I'm saying? Now, come real game, if he goes on a kicking slump, then I think we can start to be worried. I don't think this is a trajectory for him going downwards. I just feel like it's a preseason game. He gonna make some. He gonna miss some. But the, the whole the whole point is, how does he come out here and correct his mistakes? Is he pressing? Like is he pushing the ball a certain way? Like it, it all depends. And so I feel like that's the only reason why I'm not worried. Uh, but again, if this is happening week three, week four, week five, I think we could start adding the worry factor uh, to you know what I'm saying to the joint. You know what I mean? But right now, let the kid continue to kick. And I like that. The, my point was. That Kyle Shanahan decided to say, I don't care if we got a minute. I know Trey Lance. This is the this is let me tell you how dope Kyle Shanahan is. I know a lot of he gets a lot of bad. He gets a bad vibe. I don't care how good you are, Trey Lance. I know you can score right here. There's so many things we can do. I've trusted. I want my kicker to come out here and win this game. The situation he put, Kylie, if you don't leave me alone, the situation that he put Jake Moody in was dope. That was pressure. We watched Jake Moody get iced week one, and then Kyle Shanahan put him in the game-winning decision week two. 49ers win 21-20. Uh, to 20. Good game overall, right? Probably one of the most interesting preseason games we as the faithful have ever watched in our entire lives, right? It wasn't dull. It wasn't boring. The start, you didn't care who the backups were. Like, I think Kyle Shanahan is doing shit for entertainment purposes. That's why I think Trey Lance was the third person to come out there because he knew that Trey Lance would keep the ratings up. I, I would say that. A lot of people saying they were spoiled with, with gold. I, I, I understand. Gold missed during the regular season, man, but he didn't miss in the playoffs. I get it, but gold's also been in the league for 90. He's a dinosaur. You know what I mean? 
And it's not that I don't even think it's not that the 49ers didn't want gold back. I think gold just wanted like seven, eight, nine million dollars. I don't know about you, but I ain't paying no kicker eight, nine million dollars when we got other players. Not to say that they're more important, but we got other players that we have to pay their kind of premiums to. I think the only person they're willing to pay right now is Nick Bosa. They're going to need that seven, eight, nine million dollars. That's how I look at it when it comes to Robbie Gold. But other than that, listen, we it's Jake Moody or, or, or uh, Zane Gonzalez, and we haven't seen Zane kick in the preseason. That's a good thing uh, for Jake Moody. So I think he's continuing to find ways uh, to trend upwards. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just my thoughts. All right. Um, let's go ahead and talk about these wide receivers. That's what I want to know. And I'm going to open up the phone lines, you know, because I want to know from you, like, how do you feel about this wide receiving core? Uh, I don't know if you remember, but on the earlier shows before preseason started, before training camp started, I kept telling y'all to watch the wide receiver group. I kept saying that it's going to be tough to crack this wide receiver group because you got dogs out there and you got to be a dog in order to be in this wide receiving core. All right. Now, here's my question. Do the 49ers, and I know this is a biased show i'm not saying do they have the best wide receivers in the league but as a core do they have the best core of wide receivers and i know it's going to be hard to determine because when you look at the top one the top two or maybe even the three you know what i'm saying like you're going to be like oh well this team this team. and i want honest opinions but i'm talking about as far as the core i think the 49ers are changing up the way that they do things i think they always wanted dogs and they've had to, you know, file through different types of wide receivers in order to get them. They had to. Don't forget, there's a poll question going on right now. I want to know which one of the wide receivers is the most feared as a dog. You got Ronnie Bell up there, who's just had the most amazing preseason game, probably as a wide receiver in 49ers history, right? Seven, seven receptions. Uh, what? Uh, on nine targets, 100 plus yards. He didn't have a TD. He did have a, a, a ball that went through his hands. Can't wait to break that down on the Patreon. But all I'm saying is I thought we got some dogs. Jawan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Now, listen, this isn't about how well they play. This is about the mentality. So I want to know when you guys call in, like, the dog mentality. Do the, do the 49ers wide receiving core pump fear into the NFL. That's my question. Does the 49ers, does the, I'm making this up on the spot too. I, I know if you could tell. Does the 49ers wide receiving core pump fear, cap, cap, all caps, fear into the NFL defenses? Let's see. I want to know what you, your take on that is. I'll end the show with my take. All right. And let's have some fun. All right. So, guys, I'm putting the link inside of the chat as we speak. There is the question right there on the bottom of the screen. You can start getting it together. You know how we do. Oh, and Debster says, don't forget about Kittle. The only reason why I don't put Kittle in there is because, to me, Kittle's the icing on the cake. Not every team has a Kittle. So, just to be fair, I kind of leave Kittle out because he is a dog. He is but he's not a part of the wide receiving core, even though he's a part of the receiving core. If I put Kittle in there, I got to add CMC. I got to add, you know what I'm saying? So I, I try to keep Kittle a little bit separate. 
just a little bit separate. All right, Debster. But you're right. He is a do- Kiddo is a different type of dog, too. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out what dog would Kiddo be, right? He's just a different type of dog. He's like a just don't mess with Kiddo. I see my man Case 49 out here. Let's go ahead and get him on the show. What's going on, fam? Yo, Breezy, what's going on, baby? Thanks for having me on, man. Anytime, bro. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, no doubt, man. I've been trying to get on somebody's show, man. Man, my phone don't want to work with me. I was trying to get on Ryan's phone, uh, Ryan's show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Tried to get on Croc this morning. StreamYard kept booting me out. But yo, I'm glad you on the topic of dogs, right? Yes, sir. Because, you know, last night Steve Wilkes looked a little bad, man. You know what I mean? Steve Wilkes looked bad because he told us that Isaiah Oliver was the top nickel on the free mm. agent market. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I kind of questioned it when he said it at the time. I was like, nobody's, you know, questioning Isaiah Oliver being the best nickel on the market. But that tackle he whiffed on and the dude ran for a first down and extended the drive, that was crazy. So, you know, he kind of lost out on that. And then the middle of the defensive line just keep getting pushed back like that. We need to sign Sue, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. We probably don't got the money to sign Sue, but we need to get somebody in the middle to uh, plug up the middle to stop the run because that was kind of wild. But um, back on your topic of dogs, though, right? I think Debo is the most feared right now. Mm. But they're feared up until a certain point, Breezy. Okay, let's hear this point. They're feared up until we get into the playoffs, you know, because once we, by the time we get into the playoffs, our receivers are beat up. Ooh. Can I push back just a little bit? I don't want to cut you off. This is your time. I, I slightly disagree because it seems like to me, Debo Samuel always shows up in the playoffs. Name one bad playoff game he had, except for, the one in uh, Philly because we didn't have a quarterback. But he always shows up. It just seems like Kyle stops giving him the ball. I understand what you're saying, man. But go back and think about the Green Bay game where we barely won. We only won because of the block field goal or the block punt or whatever. Bad weather, you too. Know what I mean? It was a bad Debo, weather game. Debo sacrificed everything in that mm-hmm. game. Like, he was bleeding. Like, he had nothing left. This is why we can't win the Super Bowl. Now, I'm going to go into a little bit of a conspiracy theory here, so don't everybody get mad at me, but it's kind of what I do a little bit because I'm a deep thinker. You know what I mean? I'm a thinker like Trey. That's Trey's whole problem, too. That's his problem. He he overthinks. He overthinks. Exactly. Like, I wonder if Trey be, like, throwing up before the game, like Willard Beeman and all that. You know what I'm saying? It seems like he can't can't handle the TV. You know what I mean? Like, the TV pressure and people looking at him. It's like... You know, he gets so mad at himself. He puts so much pressure on himself, you know what I mean? But um, I just think he needs to mature a little bit in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's very intelligent, very talented, but how mature is he? You know what I mean? Like, I remember when it was his rookie year, and I was watching, like, some Instagram clip, and he was just, like, you know, on his little brother's shoulders, jumping in the pool, laughing like a little kid. And I was just like, wow. It kind of shocked me a little bit. You know, not to say, you know, him and his brother showing love, you know, not to say nothing wrong with that. It just kind of showed me the level of mentality that Trey was on at that time. He's kind of young spirit. He kind of goofy a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? But I just wonder if he can, like, I wonder if he could fight me. You know what I mean? Like, the football player in me 
kind of just wonders if Trey can fight. Like, do Trey have hands? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Purdy has hands. I know Sam probably don't have no hands, but I just wonder if Trey has hands. I think it might help him if he do, like, a little boxing with Fred Warner, kind of like how Ambry Thomas and them did. Yeah. You know, get a little bit of toughness, man. Get that edge on you, man, for real, because it's a game of men. And if you don't show your dominance right away, then they're going to try to play you. They're going to try to push you to the back. They're going to punk you. Yeah. But I'm wondering if the whole divide, because Jimmy never lost his job to injury. You know, when Jimmy went out with the shoulder sprain or whatever, and Trey had to come in and win the must-win game, and he won it, Jimmy came right back the next game, right? Yeah, because he was worried about losing his job to Trey. But that, 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 I felt like that set us up for failure too because when we got to that that nfc championship game against the rams jimmy was beat up exactly but see that but that lets me know that trey lance even though he wasn't ready kyle might have been ready to pull a different trigger but jimmy came back and was like no no i'm good to go i'm good to go i'm good to go so kyle's gonna usually stick with the starting quarterback because that's who he deemed to be the starter I feel like if Trey Lance would have came back last year, regardless, and I know this is crazy, regardless of how well Brock Purdy played, I think he would have put Trey Lance back in the game. I know people are not going to agree with me, but to me that seems like Kyle Shanahan's MO. Like, if I deem you as a starter and you could play, I'm going to let you rock out. Like, that's kind of what Kyle does. And that's what he's doing with Brock now because he was willing to move forward with Trey and then get Sam in here for some competition because he thought Brock was going to be injured a lot longer or take a lot longer to come back. And then the moment Brock was cleared, Brock goes right back to that starting position because he's not going to lose his job. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's just a weird, just a weird catch 22 situation that we just got to look at it and say, Hey, it's the best scenario for us we just got to be willing to embrace each one of them it's three different scenarios and this is what they want so we got to find a way to embrace it so from what i saw in the game brock was back to being efficient he didn't look like he he looked like what brock purdy would look like at the beginning of a game quick efficient throws highly accurate throws get the team in the scoring position and then they'll start ramping it up later i loved everything i saw from brock purdy when Trey Lance came in the game, it was the same game plan. For the first fucking time, sorry for cursing, I felt like it was the same game plan. Quick, efficient throws, get into a rhythm, get your team in the scoring position. Trey's first series was the interception. Guess what? Shook it off, came back, got the team in, and scored a touchdown. That, like that, that is what we what we want. Uh, Sam Darnold, same thing. Went three and out, came back, touchdown. So like. I feel like we're starting to get into some rhythm the more closer we get to the season starts. But I think right now you got to rock with Brock. He just looked the crispest, I guess. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like he shouldn't have lost his job to injury if Jimmy didn't lose That's his fair. Job. But really quick, though, man, before I let you go, man, I just want to say, like, you know what I mean? Did you see Ayuk run out on the field for Trey, though? You know what I'm saying? And I loved it. But he cost me 15 motherfucking yards, and he forced yeah. – Trey Lance 
to make a play out of no play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was a long-ass right. two-point conversion. But, no, right. I love it, and, I, and, and that is what we need. We need the players to stick up for the players. They are all 49er players. They all wear red and gold, bro. And when he came out on that field to amp up his quarterback, that right there let me know that y'all can, y'all can miss me with all that BS, yo. Like, what that – no, I was just going to say, what if Ayuk and Debo are pulling for Trey? What if they want Trey to play because Trey looks for receivers down the field? You see what I'm saying? And and there's less traffic, less wear and tear on their bodies if they're catching the ball down the field. Shanahan doesn't care. He'll run a play into a ground until there's nothing left. He wants you to go over the middle. He wants you to catch slants, catch crosses, get hit. Dink and dunk. Yeah, dink and dunk. Yeah, you, you run up the clock, but you also put a lot of wear and tear on your players. Yeah. That's why George Kittle is injured all the time. You see what I'm saying? Like Debo and Ayuk, they want the ball down the field. Shanahan wants them to catch it over the middle because he don't care about their health. But um, just, you know, I think that Trey might be in the doghouse just like Ayuk was in the doghouse because Possibly. I think Trey might be challenging Kyle Shanahan's coaching. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what's putting him in the doghouse. Trey is very intelligent. One of the things Kyle Shanahan liked about Trey when he drafted him, he said, you know, his X's and O's were impeccable. You know what I'm saying? He actually challenged me on a few things when we were going over the X's and O's in the interview. So Trey is very smart on the board with the X's and O's. You know what I mean? He has a little maturity level issue. He needs to stay off of social media. Shout out to uh, Russell Wilson for uh sticking up for Trey too. Oh, and his presser, yeah. As yeah. a brother, you know what I'm saying, recognizing that the young kid is being unfairly treated. He came out and stood up for him. And that's one of our fierce enemies, you know what I mean? For but, sure. Um, he said, Trey, you need to stay off of social media, man. Like block out it's... the noise. And I think that's really what his problem is. But I also think that he's challenging Shanahan because I don't think that he believes we could win the Super Bowl dinking and dunking all of our all of our way through. Shanahan thinks we can. I think we need um I think we need to throw the ball down the field more to keep our receivers and our offense fresh at the end of the year so we can actually make it over the hump. That's all uh, I had to say. Way to bring it back to the beginning. I like that. That was yeah. way way to bring that and connect it all full circle. That was pretty dope because that's what you started off with saying, you know, our receivers are pretty banged up toward the the playoffs and then you yeah. find a way to connect it you feel like we should go down the field and stretch the field out a little bit more and stop all the dinky dunks and and the yak and all that type I, listen it's a it's a possibility i you can you can tell trey is in some type of a house of kyle shanahan's because last week he was trying to dial up the big play and there was just no time but he was trying to let kyle shanahan say look i could do this <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying and then right. this week he didn't do any of that bro like none yeah. of it he Man. was letting it rip like quick Man. throws read open bam it's gonna be there Yo, right some of those I went, passes i saw were amazing like you I ain't mean, even know the like, two caught it i was like bro, did he catch it like it that was willie sneak catch window. was phenomenal bro oh, it, you want to talk about tight window I could Listen. see I could see Greg Papa getting hot as Trey was doing. You like, well, hold on. He, that's that's a whole nother conversation, here. bro. Man. Whole nother conversation. I've never seen 49ers commentators or people that like, you know, like downplay the 49ers. Like you're supposed to find a way to big him up, not put him down. Like, so why not highlight what he did and eat your own words? That's a whole nother that's a that's a conversation we gotta have like yeah, YouTube after dark or something. Yeah. yeah. Buck 
Greg Papa, man, straight up. And that doesn't reflect Wayne Breezy. This is Case 49's point of view. Fuck Greg Papa, man. I heard you. I heard you. I'm out. I heard you. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man. That's my man, Case 49. CJ Gray, you ready, baby? Let's get you on here. All right. What's going on, man? All right, man. Uh, I had to switch. Man, I had to connect you to my like my work laptop, yo. Because my my personal laptop, that mess is trash. It, it messed me up at two damn shows in a row, and I can't mess with it no more. Listen, I think there's a laptop bug that has been inserted into the world of laptops. Because my MacBook Pro keeps turning off. Like, it won't restart. It won't turn on. It'll turn on, but it won't let me get into the system. All of a sudden. And so it's a bug saying go get a new one and i'm like nah that's what happened that's what's going on right now but let's talk man what you got man listen 49ers wide receiving core case 49 talked about him a little bit in a different way i thought that was pretty cool he feels like they do fear but come down to the playoffs they don't put fear into the teams because they're beat up i'm curious to know what your take on this is well um well, I'll start with your the whole fear thing. I'll get to that first, and then I'll address Case 49. Um, I think the style of play and the mentality is what is what teams do fear. They do fear it because even Ronnie Bells came in, and Ronnie Bell looks like a Dewan Jennings, looks like a Debo Samuel, looks like a Brandon IU, gets the ball and runs through people and don't care if there's two or three people hanging on. Man, that stiff arm, man, he stiff on that boy to hell Saturday night, man. I think that dude is still, the, the imprint of him is still in the turf from Ronnie Bell's stiff arm, yo. That's that Jim Harbaugh stiff arm, man. If you can't hey, stiff arm and you are a, a ball carrier, you can't get that arm fully extended and get them down there, then you don't belong playing football. That's that Jim Harbaugh right there. Y'all, we know about that. He was here. He was here. We know about it. Yeah, that stiff arm was no joke, man. But but what Case 49 was saying about the players being injured and the Shanahan scheme and all that, I think that's partly true. Um, the other – I think it's partly true of the mentality of the player. Like Kittle – like Kittle's running to the sideline. Man, he ain't stepping out of bounds. He's going to cut inside and he's going to try to run through two or three people. Every single, t- every single time. If that's every- Debo, he's doing the same thing. Every single time, if if you can catch him, every yeah. single time. So so I think it's more of the lines of the mentality of the player because yeah, you could have these schematics and stuff like that, but the schematics don't tell you to just say, hey, I want to cut inside and get another five or six yards running over these dudes. So I think that's it's you can tie it into Shanahan's scheme, but you can also tie it into the players and their mentality. And it's hard to turn that mentality off because. You rather have somebody that's over the top than not enough on a football field. You want them. You want them on a hundred. You don't want them on on a fifty. You know, so it's hard to take that play out of them. So, but I, I love our receivers. I love that mentality. I love. I, I, I love that hard nosed football. Nobody in the NFL plays like us. Nobody got that. Nobody got these dogs like we got. And so that's a mentality by the players that John Lynch drafts and scouts. And then the coaching of Shanahan. And so I, I love it. But we're going to talk about Trey Lance real quick since Case 49 brought him up sure. as well. Um, my opinion of Trey Lance still stands. I love what he did out there. I love that he um, 
hit his back foot and he let it go. Um, he actually that played um, um what's that man name? Latu. He he started off, he dropped back, he looked to the left, he held the safety, and then when the safety was out of position, turned that back around and did hit his and did it was hit the his eyes, target. bro. It was yeah, the eyes. I, I like that. He caught it all and add to that too, because I was watching the film, like he stayed in the pocket. Like a lot of people be like, he can't, he, he want to get out the pocket. Nah, he, when he trusts, when any quarterback, in my opinion, when they trust that that pocket is secure, they're willing to let it rip and stay in there and get that ball out at that very last moment, which is what I felt like he did. And he found the right read, took the safety out of the play, wide open Caramela two for a touchdown. You know, but despite that, my opinion kind of stays the same about him. Just, Fair. just, to, just that, not that he won't be because he won't be a good quarterback because nobody could say that after three complete games starting and finishing. I mean, that, Jamarcus right. Russell's got more grace. Um, Brian, um, Ryan Leaf got more grace. Tim Couch got more grace. Tim Tebow got tons All and tons grace. of grace. All Tim, the Tim Tebow grace got the, they rolled, they rolled the red carpet out for the dude and everything. Started quarterback. I mean, it was clear the man came through the football at all. And, and he got to play all these games. It was clear he couldn't throw it. Man, he got team chance after chance after chance after chance. So to say that Trey's not going to be a good quarterback, that's just being overzealous, being blasphemous. And it seems like you have an agenda if you make those statements. But as far as quarterback at the 49ers, he's got to he's got to have somebody's going to have to get hurt for him to get this chance. Right. And if no, and if nobody gets hurt then if you put him on the field as he is, you're going to get some of what he gave you in the first game, and he's going to give you some of the stuff in the second game. He's going to give, give you all that in the same game because he, 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 has hasn't, to, he hasn't played. That, that's, 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 he's like the perfect storm, right? Because you're going to get rough Trey Lance to start, and then the adjustment Trey Lance, and then good stuff from Trey Lance, and that that's that's what it's gonna be. That and because he doesn't have the experience or the reps or all that type of stuff that most of the quarterbacks have in the NFL, because he lacks that, that's why he's getting all the negative attention. And when he does the positive stuff, it's like they can't let go of the negative stuff. Not and it's not like the the negative stuff causes the team to be in some type of crazy ass hole, bro. It just he just don't hit the wide open guy right away at first because he's trying to make a play, particularly down the field. That's his mentality, right? Like, listen, I know I can rip this ball to the guy, and I know my guy's going to get open. He has a rapport with Chris Conley, bro, like none other. I feel like he has that same rapport, though, with Brandon Ayuk. But they pushed him down on the depth chart. Okay, oh, Martin, too, man. Tay Martin. Oh, Tay Martin. Listen, Tay, Tay can't drop that pass, bro. Like, Tay, Tay. I, I, if the ball was hot and, and you wasn't expecting it and you dropped it, cool. Tay Martin, that was a Jawan Jennings type of drop. I yeah. don't want Tay Martin to do that drop. It was right there in the bread basket. Got to come up with that. That's a big game. But I tell you what, he looked good. These wide receivers are crazy. And notice we ain't even talked about Tay Martin or Chris Conley yet and some of these other depth uh, at wide receivers. It's a dog house full of dogs bro and i think all the mentality i think the mentality of the wide receiver is like beware of the dog because if you're not that mentality you can't play wide receiver for the san francisco 49ers 
And and then last um about Trey Lance and that, that dude making that stupid statement, oh, he had no instinct from the time he got pulled out of the crib mess. It's like Trey Lance in year one had a broken finger that never recovered throughout this entire season. That's a fact. And, and year two, he broke his foot, which he was out all season. That's so, another fact. So basically, Trey Lance hadn't even been Trey Lance for his first two seasons that he's played in the NFL, as you know him. And so, and so to say that with this limited amount of time that we've seen him on the field as he was coming out of college, the state, the health and state that he was in coming out of college, we have not hardly seen it. So, so to say that it's just, it's just a failure and just be done with it like that. These guys have some type of agenda or something. I've never seen this before with anybody. I'm going to give you this question from East Coast Niner. He says, why was he the only one without a sack in this game? He, the pressures was there. First play, pressure in his face. He hits he hits Tate Martin on that. Oh, run. yeah, that, that sideline, that smooth sideline, toe, toe drag tap? slash. Yeah. The toe drag slash. That's all I'm like, yo, <laughs> don't sleep on Tate Martin, bro. Like, this is crazy. But, nah, seriously, like, I, you, you know, certain – uh, the reason why I'm going to let you answer this question, you mentioned it already. You, you talked about instinct. And 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 sometimes after you got out there and got sacked four times, you like never again. And so now <laughs> you could play a little bit differently because you know my offensive line is going to melt down. I know I got to get the ball out quicker now. It didn't register to him until that that drive that he had with that touchdown pass to where he had to get the ball out quicker. But I want you to take a crack at this question, man, before I get gaming on here. He's the only one without a sack. Just I guess just because. He made he made a move. He made it. He made a move right away, man. He he got he avoided the sack and he got out of there. I mean, I don't know. He does. He was just more decisive um, in that game. But as far as why the other two got sacked, I think Sam on a couple of those. They were on him like as soon as he hiked the ball, man. Now doesn't that yeah. sound familiar though? That's yeah. my point. That that last week, second team. Offensive line, struggle. Trey Lance had pressure in his face, like every drop back, as soon as he hiked the ball. And I know he pump faked here or there. He was trying to get defenders to bite on some of the stuff. And, and, and even in this game, there was a, a throw. Somebody pointed out he could have hit him wide open. He pump fakes, and then it's an overthrow. I believe it was to Cameron Latou um, over down the, uh, the deep hash uh, the deep side of the uh left side of the field uh you know but he had a, he had a a pass catcher uh wide open he could have hit if he just wouldn't have hesitated to put uh pull the trigger um but he also had pressure right here so like he it's i don't know how to play quarterback bro i i can't tell you you know all i could do is watch the film and say yeah he could have did this but we don't ever know what's going on in these quarterbacks minds even on the brock purdy sack right the dude hiked the ball he thought his running back was gonna pick up the pressure and he didn't oh man ty davis price he is hopeless <laughs> with pass blocking man that's my point like, he's two you're 230 why are you diving at people's feet like you're a wide receiver trying to cut block somebody but that's my point if the quarterbacks come out with the mindset that they're protected and then they're not aren't they going to become indecisive it's reasonable but <laughs> We, they we gotta got, find a way to shake a, it off. Is my point, but it's hard to shake it off if you know you're gonna get hit, like without any protection, unless you have the instinct, which 
to 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 make a move, which is not always easy. That's how quarterbacks get hurt. Yeah, I, I just honestly in the first game, Trey just man, he it was just, just like first. Yeah. he just he just won't he won't ready to be out there or something or he was just it's just somebody ain't played in eleven months more so than anything else. But when I talked about it, I did give him the grace of his line in his eleven months. But the thing that impressed which was concerning to me in week one, which was impressive in week two was his ability to get away from the rush and keep plays alive. And in week one, it seemed like he had like he had anchors on his feet or something. That was something holding him down or something. I was like, why he can't move? And 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 so that's what was concerning to me. I was like, man, he can't even avoid this rush or nothing or extend the play. And, and in this game, he looked faster. And I guess maybe being decisive makes you look faster. Could be. Could be but, good point. That's but, that's, but that's all I got, man. I gotta gotta jump in this meeting, man. All right, man. Thank you for joining, bro. All right. All right, peace. All right, man. We're gonna end this segment off with the one and only Gammon Brown. And he's ready. I could tell he's fired up. Gammon, I'm gonna sit back because this is a moment of clarity for me every time you join the show. I get to kind of like just get the reasonable doubt from you. So I'm going to sit back, relax, and let you take us away. All right, absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, first thing I wanted to start off with is, uh, and I'm going to put this in the Discord, but um, for the NBA, for the NBA championship, I have the Boston uh, Celtics, not the Celtics. They're, they're, they're pronounced wrong. It should be the Boston Celtics uh, versus the Kings, and the, the Sacramento Kings are, uh, are going to win the championship this year. But on to the, let's get down to the meat and potatoes. Breezy, please, please don't, don't do that to me. That, but somebody could sniff that out. That's a good look right there. That should be like an emoji or a gift somewhere. Uh, but I, I do think it's sad whenever we see a player lose their their starting role due to injury. I, I agree it's not fair, but sports is one of those things where, especially in the entertainment industry, is rarely fair. Um, you know, Alex Smith went so much, went through so much being a 49er. We as fans, not me, but as fans collectively, even drug his wife out and his name out in, in as far as talking bad about him. Um, appreciate you, brother. Salute. Uh, and we, uh, we, we left him for dead two or three times. There's a reason why Alex Smith was named the Phoenix. And uh, it, it was sad for me to see him lose his job just from so much what he went through. And I felt like what everything he went through, I went through it with him. Just watch him do that. But it was great to see the rise of, of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, but as it is, I'm not going to hate on a young 20-something-year-old man. Um, I do think that Brock can grow and get better. So I'm going to rock with Brock. And if something happens to him, I'm going to dance with Lance. You know, That's just how it's going to be. Um, I'm not going to simp for Sam, though. I, I won't be doing that. But on, on as far as other things go, um, watching some of these players on the step chart injured, and I want to ask you this, Breezy. Are any of these other players in potential of losing their starting jobs due to injury? Do you think there's a chance that Elijah Mitchell could lose his job to Mason to injury? Do you think Gray could now be on the outside looking in next year, maybe uh, losing his job? You think he'd be losing it to Bell? Yeah, I mean, look, the key to football is to is to not get injured. Uh, you got to understand that there. Uh, Regardless of where players get drafted, like they're all all stars. 
every player that's in the NFL has been an all-star at some point in their career. Now, can they make it as a Pro Bowl player on the NFL and all-pro at the NFL level? That's to be determined. But, you know, to answer your question, any position, I feel like no position is safe once you're injured. Because once you're injured, technically you're considered damaged goods, right? So it's like going to a store, getting a product, right, and then returning it because it was broke and then they they they're like okay we could probably try to fix it or sell it for cheaper and just put it back on the shelf but it's got to be labeled damaged good to the next consumer that buys it so they'll get a huge discount so like for elijah mitchell i feel like him coming back can be so beneficial to the 49ers offense uh the way they run it and we've seen it right so it's not like we need proof right we saw exactly what kyle shanahan wants to do right we saw it last year it's just that he couldn't stay healthy i think he's that much of an upgrade no shout at jordan mason or tdp or any of the other running backs but it's still a big drop so it's Christian McCaffrey who's up there. And then I think Elijah Mitchell is like right here. And then there's a little drop off from the other guys. But if he's if he's not healthy and they see a rise in these other guys, I think Jordan Mason can be running back too. Just like I think TEP can be running back too. It all comes down to the situation and where Kyle's putting them out there. So yes, to answer your question, I think so. And as far as Danny Gray, if you can't if you're not healthy you can't be on the field and you're seeing an emergence of this kid that they drafted in the seventh round from michigan named ronnie bell and he looks like a wide receiver that has been playing in the nfl it's one thing when you do it in practice right but when you do it in a preseason game against other nfl caliber players i mean it's hard to like denounce what he's doing does he make mistakes absolutely i mean even professionals that play the sport for years are going to continue to find ways to make a new mistake so yes to answer your question i said all that shit to say yes yes absolutely and then Last two, last two comments I, I kind of want to bring up because I, I think it kind of got lost in the chat. What I found was interesting. I haven't really seen anybody else really talking about this. And you do a lot of uh, content writing, not just podcasting. So just to kind of hear you theorize or, or maybe expand on this. Uh, one of the questions I want to give a shout out to uh, Stovey4x4xing. Um, one question he asked was, are we going to get two 1,500-yard wide receivers? And I guess... The question I want to ask you is, are we going to get 2,000-yard receivers? Will we have two receivers eclipse the 1,000-yard the mark? It's funny because, like, you know, I want to say, yeah. I, I, I feel like they'll – two receivers – will they have two players? Yes. Two receivers, that's where – I want to say yes because now you're asking Debo Samuel – so, because to me, those are your those are your guys that are going to see the most volume. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. As much as I love Ronnie Bell and Jawan Jennings, I just don't think the volume is going to be there for them to reach or eclipse that thousand yard mark. But if you're going to add George Kittle into the equation, there's a possibility. And then you got to look at the type of offense that we run. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of bombs down the field for 70 plus yards or things. These are all kind of intermediate routes, and the players get the ball and they kind of make a play. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think they can get two receivers at 1,000 yards. I think if you, you if you stretch the field from the medium routes out and 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 let Brandon Ayuk handle those levels and you keep Debo 
to do some of that and the quick throws and the underneath stuff like the screens and things like that man like yeah so i i think thousand yes 1500 that's going to be almost impossible because you still got a tight end you still got a running back they're going to take up pass catching yards receiving yards excuse me and so how do you use that so if george kittle gets us 500 i'm cool if christian mccaffrey gets us 300 i'm cool and now you know because we think about the total yards for a quarterback if brock purdy is a starting quarterback are, is he getting five thousand yards this year right i yeah i think it i think it'll be around you know three thousand two hundred three thousand three hundred typical so. 49ers kyle shanahan quarterback that's what he wants you to do production range and then um another thing as far as receivers go um what did you see out of uh coletto and do you do you think that we I feel like we don't use juice enough in the receiving game. And then I know it's very early, way too early to to tell with Coletto. But do you envision like juice might potentially could be fighting for a roster spot next year against Coletto? I know that's kind of. It depends if they can even. <laughs> Coletto scores a touchdown. So now the Niners have another player that that's going to be on the radar for other teams. Like, who is this guy? Who's no one knew who Jack Coletto was, and now he comes out there, and it's not how he's it's not the touchdown that he's it's kind of like how he did it, right? So like he gets the ball, like you know, right, nice, nice little out, um, you know, gets the ball and makes a play. He makes a move, right? Defender comes at him, he kind of shies the defender out of the way and gets into the end zone. That's on film. If the 49ers cut him, which they're gonna have to, there's no way I feel like he'll make the 53-man roster. But there's a possibility he makes the practice squad and that that's what the 49ers are probably hoping for. Going into next season, it's that contract of juices. Like, do you pay him if you got a guy that can probably serviceably do some of the same things? He's just not there yet, but we're willing to develop him. Does he get the Robbie Gold treatment next year? Like, that's the question. Mm. I, I don't know. I like, I feel like juice should be a 49er until he retires because he helped change the way that this organization is he helped change the the culture of the organization like he brought a different you know style to the way that the 49ers run their offense and he was the perfect piece that Kyle Shanahan could use hence why you saw more of him at the earlier tenure of his career the San Francisco 49ers because they had less weapons so you they you overutilized juice because you overpaid him now you don't have to overutilize him because you have the weapons so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with juice next year all right last comment and then I, i'm gonna go ahead and hang up myself uh but i think that somebody brought something up that i felt was kind of interesting uh mike uh rotonda rotonda yes uh he said cmc is definitely all around better but i think running the ball mitchell is a very good running back and so i don't want to get flamed from the comment section but i might but i i have this question to ask for you and i think it's controversial right it's something that i think a lot of us as 49ers fans are thinking but it's not something that you say out loud. Okay. I think now I think that CMC is clearly the number one best receiving option out of the backfield. However, comma, and this is where I'm going to get myself into trouble. I think that he's the third best running back uh, as far as rushing the ball. I actually like Elijah Mitchell better oh. running the football. And I'm, I, I'm kind of throwing this out there too. I, I think maybe jordan mason uh oh maybe. hell no but I, I think i don't think he's the best running rushing running back 
on the team. He's the best overall running back, but that's I don't know. CMC is the, CMC's right the best running back on the 49ers. Even even running the ball. Like he he's the best at it. He like you you gotta you gotta pay attention to the way like he prepares and the way he kind of like goes out there and attacks the game and if the offensive line is getting him set behind the line of scrimmage like he kind of knows how to counter that it's like he's setting himself up to be better later on in the game like that's that's a mentality that i don't think any of the other 49er running backs have and this is what that's what separates him i think he's the best overall running back i'm not even take away the pass catching cmc is a truck like you watched him literally truck people and you're saying this little kid can truck like this little guy can truck yeah like he has that mentality he's a bowling ball right i do like elijah mitchell but i feel like his he's just more of a he might be more of a pure running back uh with with speed but he's still not going to be he doesn't have the same vision as cmc and i feel like running backs need vision like they still mm. need to know if the hole is skinny enough for them to fit through and if not can they bounce to the outside and i think that's what cmc does i don't feel like elijah mitchell does that i know jordan mason doesn't do anything clear and come close to that he's hitting the hole at 100 miles per hour and he's gonna bust through like the hole like that's jordan mason so they're different though they're all different they're all different and maybe it comes to preference so that's why you're not wrong it's just your preference do you feel like elijah mitchell might be a better running back or like just natural running back than cmc but you must have missed cmc in his carolina days and i think i think that's what you're gonna have to go back and watch yep and uh this is on this comment eric dane you made my day and this is where i'll take my leave and thank you so much breezy but uh he said uh your head is in the clouds, my guy, literally and figuratively. So with that, <laughs> salute. I appreciate you, Eric Dane. Have a good one, Breezy. All right, Gammon, man. Thanks for joining the show. All right, guys. Do the 49ers wide receiving core pump fear. And you had me. This whole time there was a typo and thing and no one said anything. That's what happens when you do stuff on the spot. You don't have to, like, the spell checker like, correcting you right there on the spot. But that's what this live show is all about, making mistakes and learning from it. Do the 49ers wide receiver core pump fair into the NFL defenses? And I'm going to say yes. And here's why. Because the 49ers wide receiving core today has a different mentality than they had yesterday. The mentality is we will not be bullied. Now, when you have a core of wide receivers that are willing to set and lay you on your ass in the running game, I probably wouldn't mess with those type of wide receivers. It's not just about what they could do in the receiving game. It's what they bring to the run game. The 49ers have the best blocking wide receiver in the NFL on their team. His name is Jawan Jennings. With Brandon Ayuk, like, right there. I don't see Debo getting too dirty, uh, but Ronnie Bell, he wants a spot on this roster. Guess what he's going to have to do? block right remember danny gray last year said no block no rock hmm i'm telling you that's a mantra that these 40 this 49ers wide receiving core must stick to they just added another wide receiver in anthony miller so we're gonna kind of like you're gonna go we're gonna figure out 
Is he that type of men? Does he have that same type of mentality? It's not just about them laying the law down and 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 running over guys. Because wide receivers don't always look for contact. They definitely want to get into the end zone unscathed and things like that. But listen, if they have contact come in front of them, they are not willing to shy away from it. They will take that contact and be the best out of the contact. So you. That mentality, it's the mentality that to me I feel like is gonna pump fear. And then and then when you add in the route running and and the scheme and the speed and 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 all of those different types of things that Kyle Shanahan can work with, I don't think these NFL defensive backs are gonna be able to kind of like get a hold of these 49ers wide receivers, as long as they have the ability to get open, which they can. I feel like the 49ers have wide receivers that can get open. Jawan Jennings is like open on almost every play. He's bigger than every nickel back that's out there. And all you got to do is throw him the damn ball and he'll probably come down with it. Uh, but Ronnie Bell, to me, he is trending upwards. He is stepping and taking a stride forward. I think he's going to fit right in into this dog pound of wide receivers and as long as that mentality stays sharp and as long as they have the mentality of being the bully. I don't like to use the word bully. Can't really think of another word. How about I change the word bully? As long as they continue being the aggressor, they will continue to <laughs> pump fear into the NFL defenses. That's just my take on it, man. You can disagree. You can agree. It's totally up to you. We got a poll question we want to get to. Then there were a couple of questions that I felt like I started in the chat. We might have already got to them. I see one from 490 East. I'm definitely going to tack on to that. But let's go ahead and get this poll popping. I'm going to go ahead and end the poll. 155 votes. Which 49ers wide receiver? Okay. Which 49ers wide receiver? Pumps the most fear into the NFL. Like, like, which one? Which one is it? I gave you four choices, all right? I gave you four choices. I thought I ended the poll. I don't know where the poll went. But the winner of the poll, there it is. Which 49ers wide receiver is the most feared as a dog? That was the question, all right? That is the question. And the answer is 46% of you said Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is the most feared as a dog. Interesting, because you're seeing a different level of dog from Brandon Ayuk this year, right? I, I'm just like, whoa, a different level of dog. You're seeing a different performance level of dog from Ronnie Bell already. And you guys are sleeping on Jawan Jennings. I want y'all to continue to sleep on Jawan Jennings. He might just be one of the top dogs on this team, especially at the wide receiver position, all right? Listen, guys, we had a great show today. I thought you guys were super interactive as always. Shout out to everybody out there in the chat. Listen, my last and final take, all right? Final take. Here's what I love about the 49ers. I feel super confident in this team after watching that last preseason game. I thought the first preseason game was a bunch of evaluation, right? Things I want plays set up. I want to see how these players can run it, how they react to it, how they respond to it. When I watched that first offensive team come out there in this game against the Denver Broncos, and they weren't even full, all right? There was no Trent Williams. There was no CMC, all right? Ty Davis-Price was the starting running back. There was no Elijah Mitchell. When I watched them come out there and walk or march down the field to get into the red zone, I'm saying to myself, this team ain't nothing to beep with. And so I am super excited 
about the San Francisco 49ers this year. And it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't matter if the quarterback is Brock. It doesn't matter if it's Sam. And it doesn't matter if it's Trey. I think what matters is what they can actually do when they get into the game. That's the only thing that matters. And I think the way that the team is set up is built to win. And I think any quarterback could come in here and do it. They might, they're going to do it differently. They're going to do it a little bit differently. Each quarterback possess their own way of handling things. But I think the 49ers are set up for success. And I hope you guys feel that same way too. Before we get out of here, uh, we got my man Dion. He's going to jump on real quick. I would love to hear what he has to say. And then we'll go ahead and end the show. D, what's going on, baby? Breezy, big dog. What's going on with you, bro? What's good, fam? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. You know, just chilling. You know, another day in paradise. Yes, sir. You know, I'm alive, so that's, that's pretty much good. Yes, sir. Yeah. So what's, your, what's, your, what's your take and what's your spin on things, man? What, what, what have you seen so far that you like and dislike? Um, I like Ronnie Bell. Shout oh. out Michigan. Yeah. Shout out the Wolverines. Do appreciate the product. Thank you yeah. much. Yeah. Jake Moody looked a little bit better. So what, what made Jake better. Moody look a little bit better? Uh, the fact that he hit three out of three. Oh, okay. So why is that a little bit better? And because his last game, he didn't look so good. He right, so, that, so, so why isn't he just not fucking better? I'm giving him a little bit because I'm taking. Nah, son. Like I, I don't understand. I'm trying to understand the the cement. You a little. The dude went three for three and missed the extra point. And I'm not sticking up for him. This could have been anybody. I know people feel like I. I want to know why he's just not better. The thing is, is to be honest with you, um, we I think every content creator has said it. And uh, shout out to Tim Ryan and Greg Papa. Um, I don't shout out Greg Papa a lot because I feel like he's a, very much a homer. Um, and, you know, he's a Trey Lance hater, so I don't really care for him. Uh, but he is going to have to get used to those winds in, in, in Levi's. It, it's, California is disgusting. The wind could be blowing one way the whole dang time, and in two seconds, it goes the other way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole uh, kind of ricking up the class is whatnot. Oh, whoa. I, now, nah, I didn't say all that. You know, well, I, I mean <laughs> – I mean, look, this is this is the context. He barely made the last one. I yeah. last time yeah, I checked, yeah. like almost doesn't count. So the shit True. went in. Period. Hey. End the discussion. Drop the right. mic. <laughs> There's no barely make it. Matter hey. of fact, since when do we track barely making fucking field goals? I'm curious to we know don't. when we track them. I think we just want them to go in it, by any means necessary. Is that me? It is hit or miss, bro. It is I mean, when Ro- when are, Robbie Gold barely makes something, do we say he barely made it, or we just count the three points and and wipe our brows? Count the, count the three points, wipe our brows. Like I, we I gotta, gotta we gotta stop being extra, extra about well, the stuff. But Kenny, Kenny, does he have room to improve? Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I I can give you that, Breezy. He got better. I'll give you better. Um, I was just, I was a little, you know, I, I just, I guess I was concerned, you know, cause the yeah, first time it happened, I was fair. like, maybe it's nerves. But then, you know, when he came out and he got these last three, I was like, okay. But I think the thing with Moody is, I think what he'll do is he'll go out there and he'll figure it out. He I, looks I, like the type of, he looks like the type of kid, like, Hey, look, I ain't got no choice. I got to figure this out. Cause I don't believe that they're going to keep Zane Gonzalez, especially when they spent the third round pick on Moody. It just doesn't no, happen. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Uh, but they may trade him or they'll okay. cut him in if nobody picks him up. 
but you never he's know. not going to the practice squad he'll just be chilling looking for a job yeah yeah he definitely would but um as far as the whole Trey Lance situation he looked a lot better um I criticized him the last time out wait wait wait, wait 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 so Trey Lance looked a lot better and Jake Moody looked a little better see that's the shit I'm talking about okay like, I'm a, I'm a, but I'm gonna give you my reasoning behind that no, nah, but at the end of the day, better is better. Like, you can't put fucking Locke or Little in front of it. Did they improve from last week? That's the okay. question. I'll give you Trey Lance was better. All right? But no, but what I, what I I get the a lot. I get the lot better. I get where you're going with it. I'm just saying you yeah. got to be consistent. You can't say he was a little better because he missed the extra point but kicked three field goals. Like, and then Trey Lance comes out there. He, he, he had a couple of interceptions drop. I'm not push it back on Trey Lance, but he definitely looked better than he did week one, right? So, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, did he look better? Continue. My bad. You should have never no, came he, on he, here when I was trying to get off. Breezy is all good. People don't understand, you know, say sometimes the Michigan in you jump out a little bit. No, and say not, that, no because I just, I just attack, I just attack you for saying that Trey Lance looked a lot better. He ain't go nowhere near Michigan. I'm just saying. No, 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 not not that. I'm just uh, all of. I'm I'm just saying. Look, Ronnie Bell is a superstar in the making. I love that kid. He is going to be fantastic in this system. If Ronnie Bell somehow magically gets cut, we just screwed ourselves out of a great. That's play. not happening. That, that's that, not going to happen. Listen, but that's just, it, with what he's been doing. The man had over a hundred all-purpose yards in the first game. He balled out this game. I'm like, like every time I see him catch the ball, I'm like, oh snap! What is he going to do with it? Like I literally am on, on the return. edge of my feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even on the return uh, game. Yeah, Trey Lance. Here, here's my thing. I, I never understand the haters. I don't understand the national media. Um, Dan Orlovsky, you have no reason to talk. I'm sorry, sir. You did not have a career worthy of being able to talk about any other quarterback ever. You got on national television had the nerve to tell Jimmy Garoppolo to stay out your lane from running out the back of the end zone. So, sir. I'm going to need you just calm all the way down. Mike Lombardi, you should be backhanded when I see you. Backhand, I'm talking about pimp hand, you owe me my money. I'm talking baby powder from how high. Where my powder at? That's what I'm talking about. For your comments, never in life, ever, ever, ever mention somebody's parents, their mama, their daddy. I don't care who it is. Don't bring nobody family in. That's disrespectful. Um, but he looked, he did, he improved. He was hitting things. He was doing exactly what he was supposed to do. He led us on a game winning drive. Like, I don't know what else people want from the kid. Like I don't, and I don't understand why there's so much hate behind Trey Lance. Like I'm anxious because there's a, if you didn't know Breezy, there's a documentary coming out on black quarterbacks. Okay. Headed up by Mike Vick, Warren Moon. I believe Randall Cunningham is in there as well. It's just giving people an education of our evolution because this is not a position that was ours individually it was not i can tell you right now the black quarterback didn't come around probably until warren moon maybe uh, i'm pretty maybe, sure maybe there was a couple more was doug, but i'm was saying doug peterson before him doug peterson won a super bowl with the washington redskins he did but he was a, he's the first black quarterback to win a super bowl not the first black quarterback Okay. He is the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Yes, that is correct. He won it with the skins in the 90s. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I don't understand what, why. 
like I, I, I need them to tell me what you're seeing that just tells me that these people are so bad. You know why? Because I'll, I'll give you one fantastic quarterback that sucked his rookie year. And his name was Peyton Manning. He was 411. The man set the league record for most interceptions by a rookie quarterback. Did you hear anyone tearing Peyton Manning down like that? No? No? Well, he's a rookie, you know. He doesn't understand things. And, you know, he'll he'll come along. You know, Peyton's very smart. Blah, blah, blah. But Trey Match, oh, he, he's not smart. He's stupid. He's worthless. Let's get rid of him. No one cares. Why is he even here? He shouldn't be in the league. His mama dropped him on it. It's like all this stuff. Like, come on, bro. Like, honestly, if I'm Trey Lance, my first question is, what did I do to you to make you want to criticize me so harshly? Doug Williams. Like, I, don't, I didn't even barely played any games for you to make an assumption on who I am. My own fan base can't even barely make an assumption on who I am. Even though there are people within the fan base that automatically feel he's a bust and we should move on. But it, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me how the young man is treated and how unfairly he's treated. So... I think he did some great things in, in, in the last game. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Moody for making those field goals and keeping us in the game. Thank you, Trey Lance, for getting us down the field and doing what you did to be able to make sure that we had the opportunity to be able to get in there, you know what I'm saying, and have excuse me, have that chance. I thought it was a little funny, though, when they bumped him a little bit and he fell when he was trying to, you know, just oh, the, 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 the ball center, probably. Yeah, in the center. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'll say this. I'm out on TDP. Uh, failed experiment. Kyle, stop drafting running backs. Just just don't draft any more running backs. You really? fail at it, Kyle. Is it because no, no. he missed the block? Because he ran no, well. So, just, he, just, he, just, so just, he did get the ball to the end zone so that we can get in he the did. end zone. I, just, I don't know, man. It's just it, it's not – I don't see it. I honestly see Jordan Mason as the number three at a minimum. Elijah Mitchell was number two, if he could ever stay healthy. Good God. I, I would love for Elijah Mitchell to be healthy, but he on his way to being Jalen Hurd if he can't get his knees together. It's possible. Um, it's, it's possible. Love it's, with it's, the top it's, one. It's ahead, something about – it's something TDP does different. I don't want to say better, but does different than Jordan Mason that – or they could just be wanting to see more of him right now. And maybe I think Jordan they Mason. do because I, I think this not I think this last game you're going to see a lot of TDP. If I'm Kyle in this last game, I'm telling you right now, my first quarter is going to be half Lance, half Darnold, and from second quarter on, Brandon Allen get out there and do your job. I wouldn't yeah, like, put nobody else because it's the last game, and these guys, these are people that are trying to make the squad, so they are trying to make a name for themselves. So whoever they hurt means nothing to them. As long as they get on the squad, that's what they care about. So for me, that's that's just what I'm thinking. If you want to play anybody that you feel is already on the 53 at all, but I think you'll see some TDP. Um, hopefully, you know I love what D Winters was doing out there. I love what Marcelino McCurry Ball is doing. Thank you, Jair Brown, for saving that touchdown. Um, you know, on the blown coverage, I think we're we're going to consistently improve. You know, I, honestly, I think our our first couple of games is going to be some ups and downs. I don't like the non-pressure that we had and that gashing up the middle. It's not good. Um, and we had our two starting defensive tackles in there. Um, that 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 didn't look too good. Um, and yeah, I'm, but I'm you also to... you don't have Nick Bosa out there. Yeah. So yeah, and so that's like... what I'm starting to get nervous about. I don't like the fact that he ain't signed yet. I'm, I'm not. Get, this is making me very uncomfortable. 
Well, I said that need to figure out what to do. Give him his money. I, I said that to say, without Nick Bosa, down you just add doubles to different parts of. There's no mm-hmm. one you fear on the exterior on the outside. So now you're yeah. going to put the guys to kind of do what they did and the Eagles did in the Super Bowl, and kind of mm-hmm. push that defensive line out the way where they're they're sending people at one guy two tending two people at one guy at the same time to mm-hmm. kind of push them out the way so that that that's gonna happen uh that's why nick bosa is he need he he's very in, in a very important piece to the yeah. 49ers defense and then if you want to see better play on the back end like i'm wondering how many players nick bosa helps make a little bit better like does he make the safeties better does he make will he make isaiah oliver even better he makes the whole defense better isaiah oliver has been a disappointment that's my point like yeah and and i don't but i don't think he's i don't think what he brings is going to make oliver better oliver is well as far as a as far as a pass rush oliver sucks yeah yeah. i mean yeah oliver's just i think oliver is just not i thought he was better in run defense man i miss jimmy ward like i miss jimmy ward yeah that yeah, might be might. one of the they might should they may should have found a way to bring jimmy ward back but after doing what they did to him you knew he wasn't coming back yeah he yeah he wasn't gonna come back especially not with the uh the old kyle shanahan lie there uh you can't lose your job to injury we all know that's a lie right. um you know jimmy ward lost his job and so did trey lance but that's a story for another day but I think overall the team, you know, looked pretty good. I'm anxious to watch this last game. I know a lot of fan bases don't like preseason and don't care for it. But because we're so immersed in it, um, you know, we like to see what the backups are going to look like. And I'm hoping and praying that, you know, somebody in this game shows up and shows out. I, I need Sam Womack to get out there and just smack some people in the mouth. I really do. I want him to get out there and hit some people. Um, He's playing good coverage, though. He, he two, is. He's playing very good pass coverage. deflections in that game, mm-hmm. uh, in his past game. His coverage is good. I'm curious. Why not put him at the nickel spot? He doesn't now, give up I, big plays. I think he would be a disgusting nickel. And, Bro, he, and he likes to hit and tackle. Oh, he loves to hit. He loves to tackle. Like, this is why I'm saying when Steve Wills came, I figured Sam Womack was that guy. He may have, he may be a little undersized on the height, but if you put Womack in there with the mind that Steve Wills has and just let him fuel everything in what Womack does. He's only going to make him better because he's already got the intangibles. He has the speed. He has the ball hawk ability. He's ready. He, he loves to tackle and hit all that. So you just fine tune all the little things. And next thing you know, you got yourself a superstar, man. I think Womack can be a baller in this system. I really do. And I think he's going to get us more interceptions than anybody. I was a little hurt for him yesterday because he, he almost had one. He almost had one, but he dropped it. So Indeed. Indeed. Listen, but dude. I'll let you get up out of here, Breezy. Just wanted to stop in real quick and say hello, man. Nothing but love to you. Nothing but love to the Nitty Gritty fam. Continue to keep with the like and subscribe, people. Continue to push push Breezy forward, man. He's doing fantastic things. And uh, I'll see you in December, baby. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. Peace. Peace. All right, man. That was my man, Dion, Niner Game Podcast. I want to make two corrections. Well, one correction and then some some well, two corrections. I think I said it right. Uh it was Doug Williams, not Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson is the head football coach of a team right now. Where is he? Jacksonville? I don't know. Anyway, uh I know he was the coach of the Eagles at one point. Uh, but I think he's down in Jacksonville. And it was Doug Williams, so he definitely wasn't the first 
African-American quarterback, but he was the first to win a Super Bowl. So I did have that information, right? I just had his name wrong. And a shout-out to my man. Um, uh, is it Saheed El-Amin? I want to make sure I'm saying the first name properly. So you can feel free to yell at me and correct me. I know the last portion. Uh, Marlon Briscoe was the first black quarterback. And uh, not to check your references, Marlon Oliver Briscoe. Uh, they called him the magician. All right. He was drafted in 1968. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 19, 1968. Round 14? Pick 357. How many rounds did the freaking draft have in 1968 if he was drafted round 14? God Dang, that draft must have took 20 days. I, I'm mad that the draft take three days. How did they get to round 14? We stop at round seven. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, round 14, pick 357. This is according to Wikipedia. I always tell my students, don't trust the stuff you see on Wikipedia. But today, we're going to trust it. Uh, 224 receptions, uh, 3,000. Oh, man, he, he, he didn't play with third. Thir wow. Wait, 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 wait. He was a quarterback and a wide receiver, y'all. Wow. Wow. 224 receptions, 3,537 yards, 30 receiving touchdowns. As a quarterback, 1,697 yards, 14 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That's Marlon Briscoe. He was a wide receiver and a quarterback at the same dang time. Listen, man, great show. Again, Shout out to shout out to Dion for coming in at the very end. I appreciate you guys for sticking around. We'll be back on Wednesday. All right. Same time, same place. All right. Listen, got a lot of shows pumped up uh, for you guys. I can't wait. We got a lot of content creating. Make sure if you subscribe to the channel that your alerts are set to on and all. Don't have it personalized because that means you're going to miss certain shows. And we got fantasy football shows. We got picks that's going to pick. Uh, weekly pick'em shows that's going to be coming out very shortly. You got the uh, Mike and, and Breezy show that's going to be coming out shortly. So, guys, make sure you keep everything on until the next time, y'all. Y'all got to stay up and, most importantly, stay faithful, guys. That's what it comes down to. We can sit here and talk about stuff all day. We can criticize things. But our team, San Francisco 49ers, we got to remain faithful, as they would say, on nothing but Niners. Love y'all. Stay up. Keep it nitty-gritty. See y'all back tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nitty-gritty crew be in the building. Let's go. I be sipping gold bar, whiskey on the rocks, and a 24-karat gold on a watch. My 71 Chevy be tipping nonstop, sounding like Trent Williams on the block. So you know we can't stop, we be banging through your speakers. Wayne Breezy on the filter in the bleachers. You can tune into my show and I'm a teacher. Wayne Breezy, the phone I preacher.